Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Ivy is in good health. Also, the V-Team takes a look at a libertarian comeback. And could Mo Brooks take over the Alabama Republican Party? From Haiti, land of the voodoo, comes the most infamous cult of all. What's next? A zombie apocalypse? <laughs> all this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues. So you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome. Hi. Hey guys. Hi. Back in the studio again. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's uh, sometimes luxurious to do it from home, and other times it's fun to do it here. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, it looks it looks nice. It looks good. Yeah, it's like a good yeah. studio. Yeah, somebody else can clean up the mess here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of messes, Josh, oh. uh, you know, Perry Hooper Jr. used to be a representative, is an executive committee member of the, of, of the Alabama uh, Republican Party, a close mm -hmm. ally of the Trump family. Uh, mm -hmm. He's let everybody and their brother know that for the last several years. And now he has been arrested uh, for sexual abuse in the first degree where he uh, assaulted a, a waitress here in Montgomery. Yep. Yes, he did. Or at least allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Uh, well, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Allegedly. Uh, he, he, well, he was actually arrested. We know that. So he was, yes, he he was, was. indeed arrested. Yeah. We're, we're making no judgment yet uh, uh, until we either see the video or the court uh, determines that he, has, he is guilty of those uh, crimes. But, um, yeah, he was arrested uh, at a uh, Montgomery restaurant um, uh, or for his actions at a Montgomery restaurant uh, for apparently uh, coming up behind the uh, hostess who was working at the restaurant and uh, placing his hands in places they should not be and attempting to kiss her on her neck and thrusting his pelvis into her backside. So um, if that is uh, disgusting, imagine how the uh, ho poor hostess must have felt. Um, uh, it's, uh, yeah, pretty rough. Pretty rough to, Susan, uh, to this, think about this, that. This is a, a nearly 70-year-old man, mm -hmm. uh, and, 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 and this is a young woman, Mm -hmm. in public. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, we're always hearing about how, you know, this is the, the Christian Paragon party, and here here we go. This is not like exactly like your cows getting out. No, it's not. Not at all. I mean, this is being also, mind you that the U.S. Marshals are involved here, so that this is being treated as a violent crime. Yeah. It's yeah. not mm -hmm. just a sexual assault. It is a violent crime, right. and it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it, what he did was just you know, unforgivable. Let, let's just don't preach Christian values out of no, one side of our no. mouth and grab women by their uh, private parts on the other. Well, you, yeah, listen, he, he forgot the, uh, the the biggest part of that uh, that whole Trump lesson on uh, on how to get away with sexual assault, but you got to be a star before they're going to let you get away with it. 
Um, and so, I mean, I think that's the problem here is there, there are a lot of people out there uh, who believe that they are entitled to treat others any way that they would like to treat them. Um, and I think it is particularly prevalent among certain groups of wealthy, older white men. Um, and I think that you see it come out most often when these people are intoxicated. I don't know for sure whether Perry Hooper was intoxicated or not. I've heard reports that he had had some drinks that night. But I, I think you see this sort of thing happen a lot among uh, that group of people uh, when, when you know their true emotions and feelings start to show. Well, you're not entitled to do that in our society. No. Anyway, no. Uh, I want to move on here to uh, talk about Governor Kay Ivey has uh, laid the rumors to rest. Of course, the rumors are not ever resting because they, they're out there all the time. But it's, it, uh, you know, a month ago, Susan, Josh, mm -hmm. you know, you and I, we all three talked about these rumors that were surrounding Governor Ivey. We, we mm -hmm. I, I talked to the governor's office. They said that there was she was not in any serious she was not having any health problems. She was got, given a clean bill of health from her doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, we know mm -hmm. she did have a small procedure, uh, which uh, they could have been more forthcoming on. But boy, Susan, she just ripped the press on uh, circulating rumors. She really did. She you know, basically said, you know, my, my death has been overly exaggerated here, or yeah. my health. And you guys have been out here swishing all these rumors. Uh, she's been out in public uh, two or three times this week. Yeah. Uh, seems to be doing fine. Visited an elementary school in the robotics program. But Josh, there is a responsibility for mm -hmm. public figures to be transparent about their health. We pay their salaries. They yeah. are our yeah. elected leaders. So it's they a, should yeah. come forward. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think there's a, a responsibility for all of them to just, you know, be fairly honest with, with people. And, and I, to, to this point, they're still not really being honest with about what, what's happened and what's gone on. And, and, and I don't understand it. It's a, it's a scandal of, if you could call it a scandal, but it's a, it's a scandal of their own making. I, you know, this yeah. is an, uh, an older woman. Okay. And, uh, she is more likely to have health issues. Uh, any logical person knows this. I don't understand the, this whole cover-up of things. I don't understand why they're running from from things. I mean, if you watch the videos that she had at the recent uh, at the elementary school uh, in Montgomery, uh, where she gave you know her first real comments to the press, that was not a good that was not a good look. It made a lot of people more more concerned for her and her health. Uh, about, you know, just watching her perform at that, and and it just seems like. It, it it's a it's something now that they're trying to get past when all they had to do is be honest on the front end of this and we wouldn't be in this situation. Well, I, I guess some in the media have taken it a lot more serious than I have. I mean, because when I talked to her office, they told me that uh, maybe there there was more that could have been said. But had mm -hmm. they said, you know, if she's going to have a small procedure, whatever, the rumors would never have started. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. I, again. Yeah. I, that's what I'm but, saying. It's, it's, I think everybody understands that this is what happens late in life, you know, and 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 that's where she is. And I listen. I wish her the best of health, and I, I think that's mm -hmm. the way most people would feel about this. Is you know, I we we're we're saddened that the governor is having to have something, uh, but you know, we hope for, hope for the best, and we'll give her time to recover. And I think that she clearly needs time to recover from whatever she she went through. Well, and I don't know that, uh, but I'm glad that she's healthy. I hope she remains healthy for a long time. And, uh, you know, we, we need a good governor. She's yes. done a pretty good job. She has. And uh, we, we wish her all the health in the world. 
But, you know, it is, again, Susan, as Josh said and you said, we need transparency from our elected officials in times of good times and bad times so that we know what's going on. Yeah, and like I said earlier, if they had just come out and said, you know, we're going to do this small thing, it, all of these rumors would have never started right, up. Right, right. But, I mean, they basically had, you know, by the time the rumor got to the its dead's end, it was almost as if she was on her deathbed. And we, yeah. <laughs> which, which, thank goodness, she is not on her deathbed. But we're right. gonna leave it right. We're gonna leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Speed is one of the biggest factors in a fatal car crash. Your car stops, but your body does not stop at the same time. Your body keeps going, you know, and that could be running into your seatbelt, that could be hitting the airbag, something has to stop it, and unfortunately it's something very hard. There have been times that we've come upon accidents where if people weren't speeding, they'd probably still be alive today. It's truly dangerous and it puts everybody at risk. There's just no point to it. This kind of stuff has got to stop. My dog Jupiter is frightened when I climb too high. The owl said. Check for monsters, Daddy. I did, honey. There are no monsters. You're perfectly safe. Protect yourself and those you love. Vaccinate now. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. And Josh, you've written about this. Of course, it was a big deal uh, written in The Atlantic. Uh, death row inmate Joe Namath James uh, was, uh, had murdered uh, Faith Hall, his mm -hmm. one-time girlfriend in 1994. He was put to death recently by the state of Alabama but there was a three-hour period uh, in which the Department of Corrections will not explain that he, 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 they were trying to get him, get the lethal injection into some vein in mm -hmm. his body. And when you, you hear the horror that's written in the Atlantic about the, what they did to this man, mm -hmm. it is, I mean, it is beyond torture. Now, you, you questioned whether it was torture. I, in my mind, it is torture if that, in fact, happened. But the Department of Corrections will not come clean about it. Yeah, this is a, a, a pretty big pattern of theirs, a pretty long pattern of theirs, uh, of, of not coming clean about things that happened and every everything being a secret all the time. Um, and, yeah, it, it, looking at the autopsy uh, that was written about in The Atlantic and which was observed by, you know, a, another pathologist in which, uh, you know, a, another doctor commented on the photos of, uh, of Joe Nathan James's uh, corpse, uh, it... You know, man, it uh, there, it's it's tough to read. It it really is. Um, and, I mean, he had gashes on his biceps from where he was pulling against the restraints that was holding him to the table. 
while they were performing these uh, procedures on him to try to find a vein in which they, they performed what is known as a cut down, which basically they cut into his skin to try to gain access to a vein that they could see uh, using a, a scalpel or some other sharp instrument. Um, you, you know, I, it, it just is, the, I think the thing that's most troubling is, you know, James was representing himself in a lot of this stuff. He had refused legal counsel and was representing himself. Um, he was alone back there. There was nobody to, to look out for him. Uh, you know, we yeah. had a similar situation with Doyle Ham uh, a few years back, uh, and the same thing was going on where they were poking and prodding on Doyle Ham, but his attorney was back there with him. So he could look yeah. out for him, could, st- could speak up, and he put a stop to it. Um, yeah. and, you know, and said, listen, this, this can't continue. And ultimately, Ham, they couldn't find the vein. Ham was led back to his cell, and he, he then died later of natural causes. But, uh, you know, it's that's what I'm saying here is there was nobody to stand up for him. And then he comes out of whatever was happening, and he is essentially dead to the world at that point before they ever inject him with any drugs. Right, um, right. So he, they clearly gave him something back there uh, that sedated him. Uh, to mm-hmm. some degree, uh, Susan. I mean, uh, th- we, uh, you know, you can be on either side of the death penalty you want to be, I- even if you approve of the death penalty mm-hmm. being barbaric to slice a man open to try to find a bank. Doesn't exactly seem like it fits into the Alabama values we're always hearing. It about. doesn't really fit into the. I mean, you're talking about torturing, torturing someone to kill them, and like you said, you can be on either side of the death penalty. Uh, whether you're for it or against it, but when you're talking about slicing somebody's arm open to dig a vein out, um, that's that's pretty barbaric and not exactly, you know, the gentle nature in which Jesus taught. But yeah. I do have to say, like Josh said, I want to pick up on that, is a lot of the people that observed it seemed to say that he looked sedated. Yeah. And you can't sedate someone in that situation. My understanding is it would be illegal for him not to be completely conscious of what's every going on. He has to be. He has to be conscious to hear his death warrant read. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we've 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 heard we've heard uh, uh, information from people that seem to have good knowledge that he was sedated, mm-hmm. and we have good knowledge of who ordered the sedation, but we haven't been able to prove it yet, and they are yeah. covering it up and hiding this information. From the public, because they screwed up. The, well, I, witness, I think the eyewitnesses there said that his eyes remained closed through the entire procedure, and only moved during the throes of death. Yeah, Josh, yeah. Uh, we cannot be barbarians and expect to, to call it justice. I don't think. No, but, uh, no, no, we can't. And you know, and, and in this, you know, sedation in, in this particular case is particularly egregious because he was also his own legal counsel. Yeah, so yeah. You, you basically sedated, you cut off the brain of the, of the person that could, you know, could object legally in this, in this situation. But no, it, it we can't, you can't do this. You can't be, if we're going to hold ourselves up to this standard in which we have the authority to, to execute someone, and I'm not necessarily against the death penalty uh, here. Okay. I, I you know, I, I, I don't like it in a lot of cases, and I think we have a lot of problems with the way we administer it, um, but I'm not necessarily against the death penalty. And um, well, But at the same time, we've got to do something. We've got to do something better and hold ourselves to a higher standard. Absolutely. We, we need to move on because this one is a big one here. That's a big one. You know, uh, Jimmy O'Neill, Spencer, 
has been mm -hmm. charged by the state with murdering three individuals. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Marshall has made a lot of hay out of this, our Attorney General yes, yes. Steve Marshall, saying that this man should not have been out, Susan, uh, because he, he, he was released on parole mm -hmm. because of the good time laws. Right. Steve Marshall mm -hmm. said he shouldn't have been out. We need to revisit the good time laws. We have looked at the timeline mm -hmm. on this. Uh, he was released on December 17th uh, to an Alabama facility. Then on January 18th, he gained his total release. Uh, on, uh, what was it, June 15th, 2018, Spencer was arrested in Boaz for drug paraphernalia possession, resisting arrest, attempting to elude the police officer. They let him out on bond, Susan. Exactly. And you know what? I wonder what were they do. What was Steve Marshall doing? What was anybody doing? Where is? I mean, he went on to murder uh, what? Several murders in July 2018. But had they stopped him in June, a month before, when he got arrested for the drug paraphernalia and all that, and realized he violated his parole, he would have never been out to commit the murders. Right. Where was the flag? Where was the flag at the Boas Police Department? Where was the flag in the AG's office that says, here, you've got somebody that's violated their parole? That's yeah. my question. I mean, Josh, we got about 30 seconds. You, you cannot blame the good time, good time laws when mm -hmm. they did nothing to keep him in jail or revoke his parole. No, and, and you know, just because you know somebody shows up with a TV crew to to proclaim it, uh, doesn't make it so. You know, uh, and it's it, listen. It's another thing where we're going to blame a system in which people are trying uh, to figure out a way to reward those uh, prisoners that do the right things and try to rehabilitate themselves. Uh, yeah. And you're going to try to to punish that that system, uh, and instead of simply doing your job. You know, how about All that? Right. If you'd have just done your job, that would have worked. Yeah, he would have never been out to murder people. But we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Throughout my career, I've seen many crashes, and a lot of the fatalities are from people who haven't worn their seatbelt. Cars have rolled over multiple times. I've had people end up in lakes, um, ravines. I've been looking for people in the woods for a couple hours before. Usually just about every bone in their body is broken, their organs have ruptured, and typically they die. You want to save a life, just simply click a button and put the seatbelt on. Seatbelts really do save lives. There was an old woman who lived in a shoe. She had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kissed them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. My personal biggest pet peeve is kids who are not properly restrained, whether that be in a booster seat, a car seat, or even a simple seatbelt. Kids, they become projectiles, and it's terrifying. It absolutely breaks my heart to know that something so innocent could be punished 
so severely. Your children rely on you to be that person that says, no, you need to put your seatbelt on. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, uh, rumors swirling around uh, Alabama politics, uh, the Republican Party will elect a new chair in February of next year. And we are hearing from some very reliable sources that Mo Brooks wants to be the Alabama Republican Party chair. Mm -hmm. We are. Uh, it's kind of astonishing, but nevertheless, it's out there. I mean, do, do we really want uh, someone who did absolutely nothing in Washington, D.C. to do nothing at the ALGOP as well? But he won't do nothing. That's the problem. I know. Josh, this is a guy who has said on the record that the Alabama legislature is not conservative. I mean, what we're going to do is we're going to have a cult. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I, I think you'll already say we have a cult, but the mm -hmm. Alabama yes. Republican Party with Mo Brooks at the head, you, you, you know, you might as well kiss it goodbye. It might as well be a zombie cult out there because yeah. they'll be hunting Republicans. Yeah, uh, you know, we uh, at the last meeting, they already had the uh, purity contest uh, they did uh, sworn into law, uh, yeah. you know. And so, uh, yeah, listen, speaking... As someone who wishes more Democrats could be elected, I could not be happier about this uh, this Mo Brooks <coughs> news. I hope that Mo Brooks gets elected and he, he serves a nice long term and he does all the things that he did in Congress. Uh, he accomplishes exactly as much for the Republican Party of this state that he did as in his decade-long term in Congress, which is absolutely nothing. And so I hope that he turns them all into the winners that he was. Yes. But the problem there, Josh, is that these people control the state. The, you know, mm -hmm. the Republicans control the state, which means it's going to affect every Alabamian, not just the oh, Republican Party and what they but, do. I don't, that's a, I don't think I don't think that what his plans are will ultimately be uh, appetizing uh, to the average Alabamian. Uh, I don't believe that the average Alabamian will appreciate what he wants to do uh, to the Republican Party. And I think that you'll see a splinter among that group. And it'll force some people, the business-minded folks of this state, uh, the folks that like, you know, say, hey, we should do things because this would be better for our entire state and the citizenry here. I think that those people will, will be forced to step up and, and take some action on that, which they should have done a long time ago because it's spiraling out of control. Well, it's not like they haven't been forewarned by us on many occasions. Yes, but yep. several things. What happens, though, is if you get Mo Brooks in there, you're going to find that you're getting more radical mm -hmm. elected officials. You know, this Super group right, right now that supports Mo Brooks, they would not elect Kay Ivey. They would barely mm -hmm. elect Will Ainsworth. They would not have elected Katie Britt. Mm -hmm. There will be only the far right wing of the party, and that's scary to contend with. To me, and and mm -hmm. like Josh said, businesses, big and small, better wake up before they come for them. And they will. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna. Yeah. They're, and school gonna teachers. Yes. Yeah. You think you got school, bad now? School teachers, come on. School yeah. teachers yeah. can kiss it all goodbye. <laughs> People yep. need to start paying attention here. Really you know, paying attention. It'll be like that idiot senator who one time said that teaching was a calling, so they shouldn't want to get paid for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah, yeah. That'll be their motto was. going forward. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, it's uh, you, you do this at your own peril. I'm telling you, it, I mean, you know, we're going to have all of those laws that, that run businesses out of this state yeah. uh, and keep yeah. businesses from locating here. We're going to have all of those laws. Well, uh, some folks have got to wake up and, and, and not just smell the coffee, but take a good shot of bourbon, Susan, and go to work. Yeah, bur- good shot of bourbon inside an espresso. Yeah. I mean, it's just funny. Hey, I tell you what, uh, this, this gives me great joy. Uh, the Libertarian Party is trying to make a comeback. And, you know, if you read the Libertarian platform, you go, dang, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> we're, we're just going to stay out of your business. Leave me the hell alone. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's basically I, their I motto. Like that motto. But uh, Susan, it, it, you know, they're on the ballot. They they've got uh, some uh, fifty-seven candidates running right now. It's a, a floating number because mm-hmm. they they don't have a, a solid number. But that's a that's a big deal. I mean, they're challenging Republicans in places that Democrats aren't. Yes, they are uh, quite aggressively as well. Now. Um, like Ballotpedia shows that we got uh, libertarians have 57 candidates running in the legislature, and Democrats have 62. So they're real tight there with the Democrats yeah. on how many they've got. It, it's looking like they're trying to become a, a going to actually become a viable party here, possibly. Yeah, Josh, it, it's hard to get ballot access in Alabama. It's one of the worst in the country. But these guys have worked hard. It's going to be interesting to see mm-hmm. if they get any traction. Yeah, listen, uh, I'm all for anything that divides this up uh, and, and and forces people to negotiate and go to the table mm-hmm. and bargain uh, on bills and laws and things. Anything uh, that, that squashes it so one party is not in control of everything, I'm all for it. Well, you know, the guy that runs the Libertarian Party is a pretty cool guy. He's got a, he's bald-headed. He, he smokes Kinda a like pipe. Kind without he, the pipe. He smokes a pipe. I mean... Yeah, what what's not to like about a guy who smokes a pipe in 2022? I mean, it's, it's a lost art, you know. This hey, is man, Mary and Barry smoked a pipe, and nobody was happy about that. <laughs> Wonder if he, you know, if they get elected, will they bring back smoking in the state house? Because libertarians no. don't believe in infringing on your your personal liberty, right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. But, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, they've got to get 20% in mm-hmm. a statewide ballot on, on one of their statewide elections to <coughs> get continued access mm-hmm. in, in Alabama. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'd rather have three parties than one. Absolutely. You know? yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Because yeah. one, I would take the one 20. is killing us. Yeah. What's that, Josh? I'd take 20 parties at this point. I mean, just something yeah. other than the one. The one doesn't work. It doesn't ever work, no. no matter which party it is. It doesn't work. It, it, it didn't work when we had the Democrats. Nope. It's not working now. We have the Republicans. So I, 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 three cheers to the uh, Libertarians who are wanting to shake up the status quo. Go for yep. it, go. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. 